So this year is Erev Pesach, Shechal Yos It's an Erev Pesach that's Shabbos, which is quite unusual. Sometimes there can be as much as 20 years between cases of Erev Pesach, Shechal Yos So the last one might have been before you remember. And let's just go through some of the differences. And a lot of things are the same. And uh, it's, it's just a very, very unique kind of year. One thing I want to point out uh, before we start is to remind everybody that if last year you probably made Pesach for your first time, if you hadn't made Pesach before, due to the pandemic, and you bought new Kalim, and being that there was no mikvah available, you um, did one of the various heterim that were available at the time, you sold it to a guy, etc., so you do need to title it this year. So you have to remember, be careful not to forget to do that, to title it again this year with a bracha. But <clears throat> if you titled it in the creek, that was sufficient. Then you don't have to title it again. So B'dikah Chametz this year is going to be Thursday night, which is essentially a night or two early. And um, it's one night early, actually. And on Thursday night, after B'dikah Chametz, there's a regular bittle that we say. It's in every machzor or near sitter. In the end, it says, Kal um, Chamira, it's an Aramaic, so it's worthwhile to get a translation. And on Thursday night, what we're really doing is, is that we're getting rid of, in our minds, any chametz which... Uh, which we don't know about. So we've cleaned and we've done Badika and looked for Hametz, and if we've missed anything, that's what we're referring to when we say Kal Chamir, because there is a considerable amount of Hametz that you're still saving at that point, which you plan on eating, so that's not what you're talking about. You're just talking about Hametz which you've looked for and you can't find. Um, now, Friday will essentially be the equivalent of a typical Erev Pesach, because we actually do everything the same way we would do on a regular Erev Pesach, because we don't want to get mixed up another year and say, oh, well, last year we did it later. So in order not to, to avoid that possible confusion, so we do the same exact same thing we would do every year on Erev Pesach. We do it again this year on a Friday. So what that means is, is that uh, chametz, although it's permitted all day and it's even permitted on Shabbos, right? We're going to be eating chametz on Shabbos as well. Yet, we burn our chametz at the regular time that we would burn our chametz, which is about 11 o'clock. I'm going to be selling the chametz to the guy at the regular time, which is at 11 o'clock. All the kashering is supposed to be done at that time before 11 o'clock and so on and so forth. So all the things you would do on a regular Arab Pesach at the time you would do it on a regular Arab Pesach is when you do it this year as well. Now, of course, if for whatever reason you didn't get to do your kashering before, um, before the chatzais or you didn't get to uh, burn your chametz then or whatever it is, you can obviously do it later as well. You have the whole day Friday to do it. But... The the <clears throat> ideal is to aim for the proper time, which would be the time you would do it every year. Um, the one difference, though, this year is that typically after we burn or throw away our chametz on a regular Arab Pesach, so immediately afterwards, everybody, man, woman, everybody has to say, Kal Chamira, and that's the bitl, that's when we declare that any chametz that we own, whether we know about it, whether we don't know about it, any, any chametz that we own, we're relinquishing from our property, we want it to be like the dust of the earth. Again, find the language, either read it the way it is, or read the translation, it's very important to know what you are saying, but that's essentially what you're doing, is you're, you're being mafkarit, and you're taking it out of your possession, and you don't want it anymore, and that we can't do on Friday, because we're still holding on to our chametz, we're still planning on eating it on Shabbos, and we have to, so 
Therefore, we do that on Shabbos. That's one important thing to remember on Shabbos after the meal, be once it's already after the Zman Israel Chametz, which is 1042, to say that Kal Chamir, everybody has to remember to do that, to do that bittel on Shabbos. <clears throat> after getting rid of all the Chametz on on uh, Friday, so we take care to carefully put aside whatever kind of um, chametz we're going to be using for our Lacha Mishnah. So we, if it's a roll, if it's a pita, whatever it is that a person wants to use, put it aside and put it aside, put it aside carefully, because if you lose track of one, you actually were going to be obligated to do bedika all over again in the whole house until we can locate that one that's missing. So it's just not something that you want a kid to get a hand hold on and then run away with it somewhere. Uh, that would actually necessitate to do a whole bedika over again. It's, it would obligate us to do that. So those roles need to be kept under uh, lock and key, so to speak. So we should know uh, where they are and, and make sure that they don't get uh, they don't get lost. Uh, someone told me that one year, one of this kind of year, when it was Arapesh Chalas Shabbos, so she had put out a few rolls for Friday night too, and then she was worried that the people are going to take too many and they wouldn't have enough left for the next day. So she took some off the table and then she put them aside somewhere. And obviously she forgot about it. <laughs> and then discovered them on Pesach, which she was very chagrined, she was very upset. But her husband told her that that's exactly why we do a bittel. That is what the bittel is for. The bittel is for just in case there, this happens, that you put aside a chametz somewhere without, and you didn't remember, and then the bittel covers for that, and it makes it not yours, and you're not over anything. All preparations for the Seder need to be done on Friday as well, from roasting the chicken wing and preparing the salt water and so on. Nothing can be done on Shabbos, besides the, many of those things involve malachas, which you certainly can't do on Shabbos, but besides that, you also can't do any preparation for the Seder. On Shabbos, you can't put out the ka'ara. You can't do any preparation. There's an isra called hachana. We don't prepare on Shabbos for Matzah Shabbos, even when Matzah Shabbos is a yantiv. Um, like I said, all kashring as well is done on uh, kashring is done on Friday before chatzayis, and if not, it can be done later. On Shabbos, everybody deals with their challah as they see fit. You can eat chametz inside, just eat it over a plate, you know, and take care with the crumbs and change the tablecloth. Um, we'll wash the crumbs down the drain. You know, you deal with them as you see, as you choose. You can also eat the challah outside if that's what you want to do. Um, but if you choose to eat outside, there's two things to keep in mind. You have to keep in mind kiddush and you have to keep in mind benching because both kiddush and benching have to be b'makam suda. The kiddush has to be in the place where you wash, and the benching has to be in the place where you wash. So ideally, if you washed and ate your challah outside, so you really need to make the kiddush outside, and after you, that, you can go in and eat the rest of the meal, and then go outside and bench. However, there is a leniency that if your dining room table is situated in such a way that you can see to the place outside where you had the challah, for example, let's say you had your challah on the porch and your dining room table has a, a window or double glass doors and you can see from your dining room table, you can see the porch where you had your, um, where you had the challah, so then you don't have to go back there and bench, you don't have to make kiddush there, you can make kiddush by your table, go out there and eat your challah, go back in and finish your meal on bench as long as you can see, you can see that place. So again, you have the option of eating challah outside, uh, but you have to, have to either make kiddush and bench outside and eat the rest of the meal inside, you know, while, while having the rest of the meal inside. Or if you can see it from where you are, then you can have the challah outside and do kiddush and benching inside, and that's not a problem. Now, essentially, it would be permitted to make a chametz diga challenge with barley or a kidneyist challenge with no barley but beans. Um, and, you know, you'll, you'll just have to eat it before the zman of Sefer Chil's chametz, which is 1042. But, 
The reason why we don't do this, the reason why you really can't do this, is because you're going to be stuck with a problem, is what do you do with the dirty dishes afterwards, right? So if you have this um, 9 by 13 that now is full of chalent, so the leftover chalent, what are you going to do with it? You can't throw it out in the garbage because you can't have comments in your possession. You can't go and schlep it, bring it, start carrying it out somewhere far out because that's hachana. You can't uh, wash the dishes because that's also hachana. So all these things are preparation for Matzah Shabbos. None of those things are permitted. So that's why it's simply not an option to have a chamazigat chalant, certainly not. Now essentially you could have a kidneys chalant, should you so desire. You could have a uh, bean chalant, and obviously you would have to eat it on non-Pesach dishes or plastics and so on and so forth. And being that it's only kidneys, that you wouldn't be required to clean that. Um, because it's not chametz, right? Kidneys, you're not to own kidneys. You don't have to throw out or sell your corn. Uh, you just can't eat it on Pesach. So you'd be able to eat it and you could have that sit around, that dirty dish, uh, that dirty pot could sit around. When you wash it matzah Pesach, um, matzah the first days, you would have to wash it in the bathroom. But as you can guess, this is a lot of headache for very little payback. So that's why traditionally this Shabbos pretty much is a typical Pesach Shabbos with a typical Pesach meal with the exception of that the Lecha Mishnah you're making on uh, challah. And the reason why we do that is because we can't use matzah. It's actually the one day that's a real Isser to eat matzah is Erev Pesach. You're not allowed to eat matzah on Erev Pesach. Uh, it's a very interesting concept, which we may talk about maybe some other time. But the Chazal didn't allow us to eat matzah in Erev Pesach. <clears throat> some say that you can eat egg matzah, but I, it's controversial, so uh, it would be better to avoid that and just stick to eating uh, like a roll or a pizza, whatever it is that you figure out that works for you. Now, we also have Shal Shudis that needs to be done on, uh, on, on Shabbos. So there is a little bit of a problem here because we want to have Lacha Mishnah for Shal Shudis. And Lacha Mishnah we can only have in the morning before 1042. But 1042 is really halakhically too early to have Shal Shudis because essentially Shal Shudis is supposed to be done later in the day. So we kind of try to do both. What we do is like this. We, have, we divide our morning meal, which is before 1042, we divide it into two. And we wash and bench two times. So we start the meal, we make hamaitzi, we wash, and then you can break your meal any way you like. You can make any break up you want, before the chalant, after the chalant, whatever you like. But you make a break, you, you, make, you bench, and then you take a little walk, because you have to make a little bit of a, a hefsik, so that it's not a brachas and it's you're not just making two brachas one after another. So you make a little, take a little walk, five, ten minutes, and then you come back, and then you wash and bench again, and that's your shalat shudas. And the, both the, at least the chametz part of those meals, have to be done by 10.42. So we have to start kind of early to allow time for all this, to wash, to bench, to take a little walk, and wash and bench again, and finish your chametz all by 10.42. So you need to, you need to allow time for that. <clears throat> We're going to be davening very early on Shabbos uh, next, next week, so there should be a sufficient amount of time to be able to pull that off. That's how you do shalashudas in the morning. And then in the afternoon, the way you do shalashudas is you eat fruit or whatever it is you're able to eat then, uh, Pesach cake or whatever. You eat something that's permitted to eat then, and you have them on shalashudas, and that's how you're yoytza shalashudas in the afternoon. It's anyway a very good idea to eat in the afternoon so you don't come into the Seder famished, which is somehow always a problem every year. It seems to be an unavoidable problem that everybody comes into the Seder famished, but this year, you really not much else to do the whole day. The meal is going to be over by about 11, 11.30, and then you have the whole day ahead of you until late, until the late that you can start the Seder. So <clears throat> see to it that everybody should see to it to eat something so that they're not famished by the time the Seder begins. And that covers pretty much just everything that we need to know about this unusual year, and everybody should have a Chakash Vesmanech and a beautiful Pesach. Let's, um, 